This week on EDC Unlocked, the partners at Big Idea Design, Joe, Chadwick and Branley, they take us through their design process. We love to take an idea, brainstorm it, run it into the ground, make it the most ugly, atrocious thing you've ever seen and then pull it back where it needs to live. Their anti-policy policy. And that's one thing that I've always avoided like the play is whenever companies have policies. Yeah. We're like, kind of anti-policies. Yeah. And the many issues behind the scenes. We've lost thousands and thousands of dollars of inventory that's taken three months, four months to, to develop on your like, I need a second to breathe. <laughs> hang, on. <laughs> hang on. Like, I'm going to go throw up and then try to find something fun to yeah. distract me. And <laughs> Hey guys, we came up with the idea for EDC Unlocked because we felt there wasn't anything out there that gave the EDC community the opportunity to hear the stories behind big names and brands in the space, whilst also giving them the chance to ask the questions that they've always wanted to ask. For now, this is a limited mini-series, but if you guys want more, then we would love to come back with another series. And so if you do genuinely like the show, then please follow, subscribe. And if you're feeling extra generous, leave us a short review. This 20 seconds of your time really makes such a huge difference and we'd really appreciate it. Okay, let's get into the episode. Enjoy. Welcome to EDC Unlocked. And today I'm really happy and excited to have on the show founders of Big Idea Design, Chadwick and Joe. And also we've got Brantley, who was one of the first guys on board with Big Idea Design right at the beginning. So super excited. They've come mob-handed, so I'm a little bit scared today. Like three of them all dressed the same. Uh, How are you doing, guys? Hey, we're doing good. Thanks for having us on, Phil. Yeah, we're excited. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Look, you are a brand that is what we look up to in in a lot of ways. Like you were requested a hell of a lot by our own audience that had a lot of like weird and wonderful questions for you. And they're like, just the way you guys take a concept that can be so an area that can be so simple, like, you know, pens, watches, and just your such a unique spin on it that creates this kind of, yeah, that just creates this excitement around it is just super interesting and inspiring to us so you've been a brand that we've like looked at from like the beginning of our journey as well so yeah really happy we could get you guys on so uh, excited to get into it so if you guys could take us back to before you even yeah came up with the brand idea what were you doing before then did you have a normal job what were you doing what was life like before then and how did you actually come into coming up with the yeah the idea for the company yeah, uh, so we actually met in China, and then we were having normal jobs. And uh, it was in China. He was there working there for three three years. Yeah, three years. Yeah, and we met there. We became friends. We started spending a lot of time together, and uh, we both just you know kind of friends hanging out and having ideas. Let's let's do something together. So we actually started doing kids furniture first. <laughs> Did that for about two years. And uh, that was a failed business. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we kind of kind of pivoted over time. Like, Kiss Furniture, there's a lot of challenge uh, things about that. Big item, you know, hard to ship. You need a big warehouse to, to do the inventory. Uh, so over time, we kind of pivoted into, like, smaller items that we, like, and we actually care about that we can use, we think is cool. And the EDC just, like, over time become kind of our thing. We didn't, like, plan to build this into an EDC company to be honest we started with pens and over time we kind of like 
oh, this is actually a thing. Like the stuff we make, like people like it and we like it. We carry it every day. People carry it every day. Oh, there's actually a community called EDC community. We kind of just discovered over time. So kind of just built based on that to the company that you see today. Uh, we're kind of still focusing on EDC, what we can carry every day, uh, what we like, what we enjoy out of that. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that, that's actually uh, comforting to hear that you didn't like set out for it to be this like big EDC brand because that wasn't what we decided either. We kind of like stumbled into it and realized, yeah. wow, what a community we have access to here. We're so lucky. Uh, so when you, was it 2000, was it 2011 or around about that time that you guys? Yep. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah. Yep. So what was the EDC space like then? It must be in a completely different kind of space to what it is now. It was very different. I remember there was mainly just one website. I mean, everydaycarry.com was just getting started to the best of my memory. And that was like really the only place that you could go and like share what you're carrying and you know, just post it there and, you know, very much a feed style, you know, like you post it, you tag it, but nobody was taking like glamorous pictures of their EDC <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, it was all just like straight iPhone. Here's my stuff. And then people would tag it of what it was and be like, hey, what is that thing? And the, the second from the left, you know, and then you'd be like, oh, it's this small maker who's doing this cool thing. Let me share it with you. And they're like, oh, great. Thanks. So it was really community based. It wasn't like some people call it pocket jewelry, you know, or adult <laughs> show and tell now. Uh, so yeah. it wasn't really it was. Pretty much just how you would think an interest or a hobby would start with people. It's like, hey, I'm just going to show this to you because I like it and I think it's neat. And, you know, the, as far as like the maker space for what we were doing at the time, as far as the pens, super small area. I mean, the curiosity of that ability to take something and fit multiple, like take a pen and put multiple refills was like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Like, why would you want to do that? <laughs> and f- for us, it's always been based out of a curiosity. Even when we come out with this, a different edition of what we're doing, that curiosity is still there in the fact that what can we do next? What can we do to improve this? What can we do that hasn't been done yet in this exact configuration? Yeah. Because I remember we, our first pen had, it could take two different refill styles. And we were like, oh, our mind is blown. You don't have to like <laughs> hack it or put an adapter in it or anything. Like, this is great, you know. And then from there, we went to like 35 refills. This will never be, you know, broken in our minds. Like, this is this is it. We can't think any better than this. Yeah. And then yeah. so it, it's kind of constantly that curiosity, cultivating new ideas and new products within our you know, our line has been good. But from the space standpoint, I remember the most successful kind of jump where it's like, hey, I think we might actually be able to do this as a as a real thing, as a real business was one of our Kickstarter projects, the solid titanium pen plus stylus. Like that thing just took off. And it was mainly due to the credit of it being a solid titanium pen that could take 35, 35 plus refills. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a very different space. To kind of come back to your question. Yeah. But it was, it wasn't intimidating at all at the time. It was just, it was so new for us. It was just very welcoming. You know, we could just email like major blogs at the time 
and just be like, hey, we're these guys. We have this Kickstarter project. And, you know, if you'd like to share it, here's a Dropbox link of all the images. And it would usually get picked up. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a whole lot of kickback or feedback or no, we don't do Kickstarter promos. And, you know, it's kind of before a lot of people have burnt the bridge on Kickstarter of not yeah. fulfilling projects. Like we always, we always fulfilled the projects that people had a lot of trust in us on that platform. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And was there, so was the business actually, was that built out of a, a, like a desire to actually do something like different with your lives? Like as in you wanted to be out of the, the corporate world or was it just, uh, this sounds like quite cool, you know, we, we get on, we, let's try and let's just see where, where this goes. Uh, was it a little bit more kind of organic and you just kind of felt it out as you went or were you kind of like desperate to get out of the careers you were in? Uh, I would think it's probably a little different for me and for you because I never had a corporate job. I grew up in China. Yeah, as we both worked for a small company in China. It was a lot of fun working there. So I never had a, like a, you know, quote, unquote, corporate job you know, i have a box that i have to sit in <laughs> yeah so yeah but uh to me it was completely organic we're just two friends hanging out like like oh i like this thing you're holding like can we make something cool together like kind of like that but better so yeah for me completely organic i know chad probably has a different experience like different feeling yes yeah. yeah well i'm like the old guy so for me like even before i moved to china i worked in marketing and advertising um video production both places that i enjoyed and both places this like some places i was like i can't wait to get out of this this job so uh, kind of coming from it from both good experiences and bad experience, I always knew that the more, the more that I could just do the projects that fueled energy and excitement, that's where I was ultimately wanting to be. Yeah. I don't know if that answers your question, but I think it added to the fact of like, if we can like build something together that it doesn't feel like we're working every day, mm-hmm. it feels like we're creating collectively. Yeah. And getting to have these curious questions answered, is this possible? Can we do this? What do we have to change to make it happen? That's really rewarding. And we would see instantly the feedback without all the committees, without all the focus groups, without all of the other things that I've had to be a part of where, you know, like it ultimately takes a wonderful idea. Too many people are added and it just becomes this this project you're not even excited about anymore. And now you're like, let's push that through. And maybe the next one will feel that excitement for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's compromised to death. Yeah. 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 And I got to say, the more we do this, the more it feels like a game now. <laughs> I mean, like most times, I feel like a little kid playing, you know, make something cool that I like, that our people appreciate. I get joy out of that. It really just feels like a game. It's a game you can't stop playing. That's the weird part. But if you love the game, it's a really fun game. Yeah. Yeah, we always go, we just play a video game around here. Yeah. So. <laughs> and when did, uh, so when did Brantley come to the, uh, when did you enter the picture? Like, how did you rope him into this new, this new company? And like, yeah, how did you guys meet? Yeah, so we actually all, so I've been with the company right at four years as of just the other day. And so we actually all met at church and we just kind of were all, 
you know, get to know each other a little bit. And I actually had a friend who was going to be moving to town that I was trying to help find a job. And so another mutual friend of ours told Chad that I had a buddy looking for a job. So he starts texting me about my friend. And the more we got to talking about the job, I was like, I kind of want this job. <laughs> I was like, this sounds pretty fun. Like, I think I would like this. So my wife was half asleep on the couch. And I was like, honey, I think I'm going to take this job. She's like, what? Let's talk about it tomorrow. I was like, okay. So yeah. So anyway, long story short. Yeah. I was like, I, I think I want this. So did, did uh, the offer ever reach your friend? No, he never knew about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, suddenly, suddenly his friend just became this like, you know, unemployable degenerate. Yeah, it all worked out. He got a cool job he really liked in, in Chicago. It was it was all fine. He, okay. he ended up never moving here. Anyway, sorry, Garrett. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so, uh, but yeah, I come from a background of in-person sales. I did musical instrument sales. I worked for a guitar center for almost 10 years. Uh so I did in-person sales for different types of gears. I did like recording equipment. So we were just joking. I know the model of your microphone. So I, I worked with, with music equipment and just people in general. And then I also worked for churches doing music and production. So, so I have a little bit different background, but it all kind of comes back to a love for equipment, like a love for gear. And so it was kind of a natural progression into the EDC world because it's so much gear driven, so much like uh, tools. Like, you know, I see gear as tools and so... The funny thing is I was always an EDC guy and had no idea. Like I didn't know that was a thing until I started hanging out with these guys. <laughs> so uh, I remember like I, I used to always say, if you don't have a pen or a pocket knife in your pocket, you're not prepared. So uh, <laughs> yeah. So it's like, it was kind of just a natural progression into this. And so it's been, been super fun. But uh, one thing I really admire about their approach to just the company in general is like uh always thinking for the next step. And so we don't ever want to try to get ahead of ourselves. We, al we almost want to hire and prepare ourselves for the next push. And so that was a big thing, I think, bringing me on from what I understood was like, we're at a cusp of needing to push harder and wanting to push harder, but we're not, we don't have the back support to do it yet. So I came on almost not prematurely, but earlier probably than expected. So we can advance the ball and push harder. And I've seen that across the last I don't know, eight, 10 hires we've done over the last mm -hmm. couple of years. Yeah. So yeah. it's almost like when, they, when a new guy starts, there's not quite enough work for him and then give it three months and they're swamped. So yeah, so it's been a really cool progression. And so we've seen that as we've hired and built and grown. And so um, kind of a philosophy we've taken on, which has been really cool. And um, we talked about it earlier Well, we mentioned it earlier, touched upon it, like community. How was that a conscious decision from the beginning that you wanted to cultivate? I guess you went on Kickstarter. So that's, you know, that's one thing. So there's a, a big community there. But was that always something you wanted to focus on from the beginning? And could you have pictured that it would turn out to have the community that you have now? I would say it's over time, at least for me personally, I realized there's a different way to play the game because we it was just me and Chad for seven years, six, mm -hmm. seven years. Yeah. It was a long time. And right. um, I think at, I had a moment that I realized there's a different way to play the game that you can, you can create more and benefit more people by building a bigger business. Um, I think in the beginning, we had a mindset of having this small business built and we kind of just keep it small, efficient, and do what I want to do. I would say that's like the first half of our time, thinking that way, that we can have something that is fully under control, like we don't want to expand too much. And we had a moment that, okay, 
there's a different way to play this game. I think will be more fun. Let's try it out. <laughs> and then we'll start trying that way more fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I guess if you cut right in the middle from first half, like five, six years, and now the second half, four or five years, I would say we had two different mindsets for how to grow the business and where I want to go. Yeah. Um, from a community aspect, we've always been big on community. The community has grown, you know, just as the popularity is increased. And I would say not necessarily popularity may not be the right word. It may be like what Brantley mentioned, the awareness that like everything that we're carrying every day, it's everyone's EDC and there is no right answer. So yeah. it's just what yeah. works for you and what helps you in your day to be successful through that day without having to stop and go back and get something else and waste your time and back and forth, right? Things that you carry are going to be different things that I carry. And we all carry different things, yeah, uh, different items. Mm -hmm. So the community aspect of it, not only within the public space, but our, you know, company space is always big and important to us. That's why we do fun things together because it's, it's about like us all enjoying each other together because whenever, if you're having a good time doing whatever you're doing, it's hard to look back at and say, man. I wish I did that. Yeah, yeah I, wish, <laughs> I, wish I, I wish I didn't do that. Like, no. Yeah. It's why we like just do some things that make people think we're not working. Mm -hmm. um, you know, but it's like. Yeah, mainly our families. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> like you guys just play all day. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah. But so, <laughs> yeah, so community building is, is big to kind of get back to to that. And the EDC community is is really cool because it's so diverse. You have people that are really focused on more of the gear on a technical level. And you have people on a very functional level. You have people that overuse it and people that are very careful with it. So you kind of have to, we're constantly, as Joe likes to say, playing this game of like, how can we come up with, like, how can we make it where it's nice enough of a product that people can treat it like a fine instrument, but yet it's rugged enough where you can beat the crap out of it and it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. and that's one, I mean, that's why we do lifetime warranty on everything because it's like, yeah. we want everyone to know that like we're here, we're not going anywhere. And as long as we make it, we'll support it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you know, the customer service is a whole different topic that I feel like we're all very passionate about. And it's mainly fueled through bad experiences on on <laughs> other companies that we even currently deal with. Yeah. The bar's low. Yes, yeah, the bar's very low, low. Yeah. for you to succeed. Hundred percent. Uh, it's it's easy to do the right thing by people. So that's uh, yeah, kind of how we play. Yeah. I I always say that we're only as good as how we treat our people. So mm -hmm. um, yeah, if somebody's going to buy something from us and trust us with their you know buying a hundred dollar pin, like you know, well, we should take care yeah. of them. So that's yeah. our, that's kind of our thing. Yeah. No, I totally agree. If you read the book Delivering Happiness, uh, the guy who set up Zappos, um, unfortunately, I think he's, he's actually died now, but their approach to customer service is just like amazing. And like, it's almost like you almost want a bad thing to happen to your order because you know you're going to have an amazing experience. Uh -huh. yeah. And that's that's how we, I always say that to Ian and he agrees. My business partner, I just say, look, I want someone to come out of it actually being happy that something bad happened because mm -hmm. they came away with a more positive experience. Because yep. ultimately, we'll always back ourselves with the product quality, but we can't back ourselves that 
something won't go wrong at some point, but our ability to respond to it. And I think that's the interesting thing about owning a brand. I don't know about you guys, where like you have the opportunity to kind of back up all of that talk that you must have said as like a a customer when you're like so angry and you're like, well, I have the opportunity now to to show up. Yep, exactly. And there's no red tape, which is great, you know? And that's one thing that I've always avoided like the plague is whenever someone has it, so many companies have policies. And the policy yeah. is it must be within this time frame yeah. that you get any service. And if it's one day out of this time frame, <laughs> done. You're done. <laughs> and it just yeah. doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, we're like, gonna have an- anti-policy yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. all around. Uh-huh. Because like in any job I've worked from, like big corporation to small, you know, family-owned business, you have to make exceptions. Mm-hmm. There has to be because everyone's Experience is so diverse with how they're using our products and how, like I said, like if you're just using it in an indoor situation, lightly using it, like that's a totally different situation than someone who is really wrenching on a pocket like tool Mm -hmm. every day and they love it and they, they show it off, but they're hard on it. Mm -hmm. So like they're probably going to lose a screw Mm -hmm. (laughs) or a pocket clip is going to get bent and they're Mm going to, Hey, how do I fix this? And so there's the one size fits all policy, I think, is where a lot of people go wrong. Mm -hmm. Because like you said, you have the ability to make that person not only like their day Mm -hmm. and remove like any kind of doubt that they're going to be taken care of, Mm -hmm. but to make them like a super fan. Yeah. 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 Where it's like, because I've had that personal experience, even with like laptops and stuff. And I'm like, that's one of the main reasons I buy like Apple, because early on, like years and years ago, I had a problem, walked in and they're like, oh, sure, we'll fix it. It's fine. Don't worry about it. I was like, you don't want to know what happened? I'm like, nope, we'll fix it. <laughs> yeah. Customer for life. Customer for yeah. life. I was like, all right, I've never got that with a PC. Yeah. I'm not yeah. saying the PC doesn't have that kind of situation. I just remember that vividly. I was like, mm-hmm. that's great. I was like, yeah. it almost feels like you're heard and they're going to take care of you. Yeah. Yeah. Like you can start a company, we don't have any policy towards customer service. Nope. It just all comes down to common sense. Just like, yeah. you know, talking to a person, if this makes sense. Yeah, you like you, you bend your clip, uh, you need a new clip, you need this new screw. Sure, like we can do that for you. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't think any policy that you need to follow to really, because it really comes with people communicating. If you're communicating using common sense, yeah, I think you treat people fine. Just yeah. 100% <laughs> yeah. agree. Yeah. 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 We're, we're so adamant about it <laughs> that like we'd never ask people for money. We never like mm-hmm. we just send it to them for free. Yeah. If they don't yeah. like it, here's a free return label mm-hmm. to get you know yeah. get yeah. it back. Like there's as much as possible zero friction mm-hmm. on yeah. the service or the return mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Like yeah, yeah, air on the side of the customer. Yeah, yeah, yeah we we've yeah. never yeah. been. We don't want people's money who don't want to be part of what we're doing. You know, and it's, yeah. so it's it's not about the money for us. It's about building this community, like you mentioned, and you have to have a good supportive community. And if if we're not all in it together, then it's just like, why why would I keep buying from these guys? Why would I even follow them? Why would I back their forty third mm-hmm. Kickstarter? You know, like why would I keep keep coming back after these guys mm-hmm. if they don't even care about me? Yeah, yeah. it goes back to um, like. We're playing a game together and we have just like, just thinking like we're kids. 
for a little kid playing. Like, just want like we're playing. I don't know whatever it is like buying groceries or something. Oh, you short me five dollars. If this kid is being like crazy, you probably don't want to play with these kids anymore, right? Yeah. So you really like <laughs> you want to make a fun environment for all the kids mm-hmm. as much as possible. Yeah. yeah. That, yeah, this what goes in my head. Yeah. This what my like visually, <laughs> yeah, like as playing the game. So. Oh yeah, well, I I used to get the I I kind of came on doing customer service and warranty work and all that stuff, and now I kind of oversee that side of it as well. And then the uh, my favorite comment I'd get from people would be like, "Hey, I need this spare part. Can I buy it?" And I would respond with, "I'm sorry, we don't sell spare parts, but I can send it to you for free." <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. just like the small, tongue. I, I like having fun with the customers. It's so like a little, just tongue in cheek kind of responses. I think, you know, just get people laughing and lighthearted. So, um, yep. I was going to say something else after that. And I can't remember what it was. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. I the, uh, one of my favorite like reviews to get is like when we get a, like a four or five star review on something, it's like, Hey, this pin was awesome, but then it broke. But then, you know, I reached out and Tyler got back to me and fixed it. And it was awesome. And he was great. And customer service is awesome. Like, like I would rather have that review than like, this thing's been fine since day one. It's nice. Like, I would rather be like, yeah. I had an issue and that company had my back. Like, I would rather hear that review than, you know, a real world. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, not to say our stuff is going to break because it won't. So uh, <laughs> for all the viewers at home. But if there ever is an issue, that's such an important thing to us. And so, you know, making sure people are taken care of, you know, in the long run. So, yep. Agreed. And so were you guys taking care, like just the two of you doing customer service for seven years on your own? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Yep. Yeah. Oh my God. I would have gone out of my mind. I did it for a year and I begged in just like, we need to hire someone. I can't do this anymore. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Wow. That's impressive. Seven years. Crazy. Yeah. It was a lot of, I mean, everything from design to customer service to logistics to overseeing manufacturing personally to package design to advertising to photos to video everything it was it was just this <laughs> wow and so wow um we're we're very uh, stubborn and spicy guys as you can probably tell because it's just like there's a yeah it was a stubbornness but ultimately we held it out too long <laughs> it's been way more fun and way more enjoyable since adding more people to join in with us because it just adds to this community, this dynamic that never existed at the level. It was there, but it didn't exist as good of a level as it was when it was just us, I feel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 We, so having Ian, having a co-founder on board for me is like, and I've talked about it before, but like, it's kind of like having another partner in your life, uh, like another girlfriend or a wife or whatever, Uh like that emotional support you get from them is for me, it's almost like, obviously we complement each other from a personality skill point of view, but to actually rely on that person when I'm like feeling at my worst about kind of where we're at as a business and like maybe doubting something has probably been the most important thing for having a co-founder. Have you guys found that? Has there been times where one of you's just like, oh my God, I'm at the end of my rope here. And then the other one's just kind of like pulled you out of it. And is that like been a big thing for you guys? Oh yeah. All the time. Oh yeah. We call each other work (laughs) husbands. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What's interesting about us is we're all like, we all get along super well. But we're all very different in how we approach things. Like, yeah, from the day one, like I can pick up something and this is how I use it with my right hands, theoretically. Right. 
I give it to Joe, say, what do you think about this? He will use his left hand. I'm like, why are you using your left hand? He's like, why are you using your right hand? And so like, we've always had this like very positive collaborative tension that also goes into what you were mentioning, where if I'm having just bummed out because I'm doing hammering out customer service and I feel like, oh, everyone hates us and the screws are falling off of this one thing. And I'm just like, had to send out three today. And it's like, oh, how many more are coming? Joe's like, hey, man, it's fine. You realize how many thousands we made and we have three screws falling out? Like that's, yeah. it's, it's within an, a, the ratio. The, 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 the ratio is like 0.2%. Had it's actually pretty fantastic yeah. if you look at it from the overall picture. I know you're in the weeds. I know you're like, you're yeah. down there hammering it out. But, and so, yes, that's incredibly helpful. And I think that's why it's so powerful to work with people that can see things different than you. Yeah. At least for us, like that's an extreme strength of what yeah. we have. Yeah. I would add, I heard you saying like ideas have babies. And while like just two of us, yeah, well, the ideas have babies. Like you have like two people like top ideas, you have like multiple ideas. But when you add like four or five people in the office and start talking about <laughs> the idea, it gets out of hand. Oh, it gets <laughs> yeah. really wild. You have way more <laughs> options now you have a lot more to think about. Which I love. Yeah. It's like kind of chaotic, but also fun at the same time. Yeah. yeah. But from a design standpoint, coming off what Joe's saying, I think we have, well, I think there's this pattern that we have. We love to take an idea, brainstorm it, run it into the ground, make it the most ugly, atrocious thing you've ever seen, and then pull it back where it needs to live. Yeah. But without pushing it beyond that boundary of like where it should be. There's that curiosity of like, well, what if we, what if we added this feature? What if we added this feature? What if we added this feature? Yeah. All good ideas, mm -hmm. but maybe not for the one application that we're yeah. trying to create a new product line for. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But that's yeah. what's fun about the ideas just growing and, and getting ridiculous most of the times. Yeah. <laughs> is it pushes us yeah. to the point where like we have over-designed the idea. And then now yeah. collectively we can be like, okay, what's real? What, what's our real goal with this like okay let's pull it back now it looks like something big eye design made mm -hmm. now it looks yeah. like something that we would actually carry mm -hmm. now it's in a good spot but until we push it into that obnoxious space we don't know where the limit is and i think we kind of like that's just part of how we think of like get all the ideas yeah. throw them on the table it's got to look horrible and then we'll pull it back. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. got to get the bad ideas out for the good ideas to come. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 So. Agreed. Hey, Phil here, co-founder of Home and Hadfield. Just interrupting the episode to let you know about something truly special to us. Community is a huge part of everything we do. And so we've created a Facebook group where we share our newest ideas and get feedback from you, our customers, to make sure we're developing products that you actually want to see. In return, we give away free products regularly, we're probably giving away a free product right now and huge discounts of up to 35% on all product launches. Whilst this began as something fairly simple, it's grown into an amazing community of like-minded people. And so if this sounds like something you could be interested in, I've left the link to the group below in the description. So come join us. It's free and you never know, you might enjoy yourself. Okay, back to what you came here for, the episode. I'm conscious of time, so I want to get get into some. Right. I've been very selfish. I've gone. Go I've gone into it. only my questions. <laughs> I might have more questions, but let's. Um, I I also like that you get some people that ask like quite like broad questions that a lot of people want to know the answers to, and then someone asks like really likes. 
I don't want to say selfish questions, but they really want like a very specific thing from you guys. So uh, I'm going to mix it up. Um, will you will you ever release a multi tool pry? Multi tool what? A multi tool. A multi tool pry. Pry. Oh, multi tool pry. Yeah, sorry. That's technically, my accent, I guess the TPT is a multi tool with a pry tool. But okay, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. And we have a pry, we'll have two pry bars. Yeah, we have another pry bar. We'll have full size pry bar. We have mini pry bar. Uh, okay. I guess if you're talking about a Swiss Army knife, kind of level multi tool, probably not anytime soon. Yeah. Because that's a okay. whole different <laughs> thinking, like from even the either engineering and like aesthetically um, carrying. It's 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 almost kind of like a different industry. industry. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say the answer to that is there's nothing currently going in that direction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like it. Um, maybe the same answer for this as well. Have you ever thought about a fixed blade or folder knife for the lineup? Oh, mm. we love a good fixed blade <laughs> and folder. Mm. Yes, yes. So <laughs> the answer is absolutely. Yeah, the answer is stay tuned. Yes. <laughs> okay. So there's some, awesome. some large announcements coming. So. Okay. Well, actually, someone, I mean, there's a lot of questions saying, what designs are you working on? What's the next big thing? Uh, I guess you've kind of hinted at something there. Is there anything (laughs) else, anything else you could add that you want to like tease the audience with? Yeah, we are, we are currently setting up a uh, US based CNC shop here that we, we own. So we're, we're buying machines. We're sending people to like be trained for these specific machines and, we're looking to set up something here. Yeah. Um, the, the first machine may have been delivered about three hours ago. <laughs> so, <laughs> may or may okay. not. Not confirm. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we so weren't there. We were setting up for your. We were here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, you've got your priorities in the right place. So yeah. I, li- I like it. Um, you guys, you do some really interesting collabs. You do some interesting collabs with brands, but then also um, we're speaking to Jeremy Sears. You know, you did a collab with, you know, you work with him, uh, kind of producing products for him. Like for you guys, what's the key to a good collab? Um, I would say the chemistry of the people that we're working with. So like you mentioned, Jeremy, all of those projects, that don't really have a place on Big Eye Design, but we still want to work with cool people and people that we love working with and help them uh, bring their ideas into a physical form that they can offer as a unique thing. All that lives over off of a site that we call Exclusive. And so, I mean, you put it in the show notes if you want or not. It's just the exlsv.com. And so, like, work with Taylor uh, Martin from Best Name ABC, work with Jeremy, work with Mother YouTubers, yeah, uh, junkies, Bourbon Junkies, Anders, yeah, Anders, Anders Ericsson, Becky and Chris. Chris. And Chris. These are all like people that like, these are cool people. Mm-hmm. And I know they have some great ideas. Is there a way that we can like just be that kind of be that part of their process where they don't have to figure out manufacturing? They don't have yeah. to figure out the logistics of it because it's something that we've already worked through yeah. mm-hmm. over a decade. And so make it as fun as possible by removing all that friction Mm -hmm. of, I have this idea, I want to offer it, I want to do something unique. So that's the space for us to do it. But the real catalyst is, you know, more of an invite only situation with with that. It's like, we don't open it up to the general public. It's because we want to keep it fun. We want to keep it exciting. 
we don't just want to turn it into like a job shop. We want to have it really fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah have a good working relationship with you know the clauses were client yeah but uh mm-hmm. you know we always say to like let us do what we do well so they can do what they do well so you know be creative and push content and kind of build their their brand per se mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. we can manufacture yeah. we can you know handle logistics we can help with packaging that kind of yeah. stuff so yeah. we play to our strengths mm-hmm. they play to theirs and kind of mutual mutually beneficial yeah you know. What are all of the things that you would like your products to deliver on when you're when you're coming up with a new? What are the things that kind of you have to tick off for you to actually go live with a product? Uh, I would think it just needs to be something unique. Like there needs to be like we don't want a cookie cutter kind of anything. You know, there there's the places for those things like you know shirts and hats and you know laser glassware that kind of stuff. Like you know a lot of our clients like to do something similar there. But when it comes to like a full blown custom product, it's like, think outside the box of what's available now. Like, let's not just recreate something somebody else has already made. Let's make, you know, do something our own. Let's change it. Let's make it, you know, worth going after, I guess. So, um, you know, something that we get excited about, like we don't, we rarely want to make something we're not excited about. So I guess that's probably the main checkbox we would put something through before pursuing it. Yeah. And that's the part we're not afraid of going in. I, I think most of other places that you can make a t-shirt, make a mug, that's like they kind of categorize them into those categories. They're kind of afraid of like re- reaching out from that border, but we're comfortable with it. We want to make something unique, something different from yeah. what the market offers. So we're willing to go there and we have fun. So that's, I guess that sets us apart from the other, you know, printable or other websites that, you know, to merch. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're not afraid yeah. to emerge, but that's not our main focus either. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like we have a client that's already on board doing other cool stuff. It's like, oh, why not? Let's do it. Yeah. You know, we can handle that. Let's do it. Yeah. So, yeah. but uh, yeah. you mentioned Jeremy. I mean, he has a glass flask that came to my mind. Uh, he approached, he's like, hey, I want to make a glass flask. Mm-hmm. I want it to look like this. I want it to be this size. I want it to have this type of a brass cap. Mm-hmm. We're like, Sweet. all right, noted, yeah. noted, noted, noted. <laughs> so, part of it is like I'm saying, like taking what they're excited about gets us excited. Mm-hmm. You know, if they're excited, we're usually excited and vice versa. And there's always this part of the process, right. That creates this, you have to change it at some point manufacturing wise or adjustment, but that's, I think that's enjoyable f- for them that we just help guide them through it and educate them through it without them having to actually feel the pressure of dealing with, seven different factories or seven different vendors in order to pull this idea together yeah. in the exact configuration they want. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And most of the time, once those type products hit our shop, there's another, you know, few steps to even get it prepared and ready. So we even have a few team members that kind of just focus on product development, I guess, before it's ready to ship. And so, so there's a whole another assembly and packaging and warehousing and all that stuff to go to. So, so there's a lot more logistics than I think most people would think about when you come into a custom product like this. Yep. So, yeah, I, I I can't even imagine how you do it. Uh, even it boggles my mind because of how we like the way our business is. So yeah, um, so someone's asked. You did talk about it earlier, kind of the beginning of your journey. But what was it actually that pushed you to go into the to the world of uh, of pens specifically? Why was that your entry point? Uh. It came out of a mistake, actually. <laughs> we, we made a tool called a PHX tool. Wait, PHX1? PHX1, PHX1, which stood for our last names, Parker, Huang, 
in X1 because we couldn't figure anything else to call <laughs> yeah. it. So, so <laughs> I didn't even know that. So, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> so we called it the PHX1. And we were trying to play with this idea of combining things, right? Like innovating. Like I like to write, but also like to kind of cut things out at the same time. So can we combine an X-Acto knife with a pen? Mm-hmm. It yeah. came in a nice wooden box and has a, a lid that works as a ruler. You slide it in. Yeah. So it's the whole whole thing works as a tool to start with. And then the manufacturer messed up the threading on the back of the exacto knife part. So we ended up couldn't using the the ones already made. So we're like what if we chop it off, just sell this as a pen, we'll make a new batch for this tool. Yep. <laughs> so we did that and the pen sold three times better than <laughs> the, the original tool. idea. <laughs> oh, so we're like, oh, people just want a pen. <laughs> yeah. They, they just want a nice, high-quality pen that they can put, you know, at the time, like I mentioned, two different types of refills in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it was mainly built around drafting at the time as far as the the weight of the pen and the design of it. Yeah, so from there... I personally started to get into the rabbit hole of pin refills and what will what the difference was and then started following different podcasts and websites at the time that were very like pin focused. And so they kind of got us interested in as outsiders, what can be done with this space that has not been done. Yeah. And once again, I feel like the bar was pretty low. Because most of the people that were in the space were just into collecting other pins that were maybe you know, like, like you'd collect baseball cards. They're already out there. But can I just expand my collection? And no one was really at the point where they were like, I want to do something new with this. I want to take an object that, like you mentioned, feels simple and keep it looking simple, which is a big challenge, you know, but it's. <laughs> It's real easy to mess something up and just keep adding to it. But internally, make it where it can be very user-friendly. Yeah. And no one has done a titanium pen by the time we're thinking about it. Yeah. I think we're the second titanium pen project on Uh, Kickstarter. On Kickstarter, yeah. Yeah. And the the first one launched like a week before we launched it. Yeah, that was defeating. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we ended up having a bigger project. Yeah, yeah, we ended up crushing it. So it it was... it's kind of a nice reward to like what you mentioned, like you got to keep going. You kind of like, yeah, you have to encourage each other. Like, Hey, it's fine. Let's just launch ours. See how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. What, what would you say? Just jumping back into my kind of questions, just, I think this is kind of yeah. interesting. Just have you ever had times in the business where you thought, you know, really, really doubted where, where you at, like really tough times where you're like, okay, I, I don't even know if we can keep going. And maybe you didn't get to that point, but it was kind of like dark times where, Maybe some people might have given up, but you were like, you believed in it that much that you, that you carried on going. Cause I feel like there's a lot, there tends to be a lot of that in business stories, particularly when you've been going for as long as you guys have. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think I, I still think about that every day. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you know, like people get tired. I get tired. And sometimes it's just like, ah, oh, man, I don't know, like how long I'm going to keep doing this. But second day, like come here, have fun. It's like, man, I can do this forever. You know, like, yeah, I think it's, normal and it's just human nature uh um, yeah but uh, yeah i i definitely think about that from time to time but as long as we're doing it here i have a lot of fun and 
kind of just goes away. Yeah. 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 To me, I would say some of the darkest days are probably things that are just out of everyone's control. I remember specifically, we've, we've lost thousands and thousands of dollars just in the mail. (laughs) FedEx Uh, FedEx and and I'm not picking up FedEx. (laughs) We've we've lost things from every carrier, All all carriers, doesn't matter. We've lost thousands and thousands of dollars of inventory that's taken three months, four months to to develop because nothing we do outside of the refill is like an off the store part Mm -hmm. Mm. down to the, like the thread is machine to spec. The everything is completely custom from our design. Yeah. Like we don't like go buy screws from just a screw place. Like yeah. no, it's like here's our design. This is the screw. This yeah. is the pitch. This is the everything. Right. Yeah. This down to the spring. Yeah. Down so, to the spring. We yeah. make yeah. our uh, have springs made. It's yeah. not like oh this will work. Let's just buy a lot of these. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, whenever you go through all that effort and it's just lost in the mail and you're like. I need a second to breathe. <laughs> Hang on. Like, I'm going to go throw up and then try to find something fun to yeah. distract me. And the mail carrier is yeah. like, we will give you $100 or so back per box. You're like, that's not the agreement. And they're no. like, well, that's what you get. Yeah. We're like, oh, I need to take a day off and uh-huh. uh, <laughs> just just think a little bit. Yeah. So yeah. those would be my dark days. It's like when we have like something like that, that is out of our control that you just, everyone has to take a chance on, mm-hmm. you know, like there's every day, I'm sure there's a container falling into the ocean <laughs> and it's just has yeah. to be written off and our truck start again. Yeah. 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 We've had, yeah. had a truck, some of our stuff catch on fire. Yeah. Burned down. Burned down on the side of the road. We got a note about it. I was like, oh man, I wish you didn't even tell me. Yeah. <laughs> I would just really not. <laughs> <laughs> so Yeah. Awesome. And what product would you love to make one day that you haven't been able to uh, to make yet? I think we don't know that answer quite yet. <laughs> yeah. I think the, the, the cool thing about the creative process, I think from, you know, from my perspective is like when we decide to do something, it's just kind of like we just we just do it. Like we just kind of go after it and run, let it run its course at least. And so to see if it's yeah. something either a feasible or, you know, two, it's like, is this something marketable that we could actually do? So. Yeah, so I would think the, I mean, I'm sure there are those things, but I think our day-to-day process allows us the chance to kind of chase those rabbit holes at any given moment. And so it's kind of a hard question, I think. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so if that answers yeah. the question at all, but. <laughs> yeah, no, well, someone asked it. So, yeah, hopefully it can, I think it will answer it for them. I, I guess for, when I think about it from us, we, we tend to get a lot of like unique requests and we're like, oh, that'd be so cool to do it. And we just add to like the huge list of things uh-huh. that we yeah. want yeah. to do but just can never get, I mean, your list must be with all of you just sitting there talking about different ideas. You must have the biggest list of ideas. Oh, yeah. It must be crazy. Yeah. The products we have, that's, I would say like tops, maybe like 1% of idea actually lived. Like, <laughs> oh every day we sit here, just talk about ideas. And yeah. yeah. Like some of the yeah. random little while, they hit a wall, we killed them. It's fine. I think the key is you're like, not be afraid of failing on ideas. Yeah. It's like, I think some people take it personal. It's like, this is my idea. I got to make it happen. And then and I'm not working and then they get frustrated. God, I'm not going to do this again. It hurts so much. But I think the key is just don't take it too personal. It's just ideas. Yeah. Ideas flowing, flow out every day. Yeah. And it fails, fails. Okay. And we'll get to the good part after we get rid of the, the, the bad part. So. Yeah. yeah, we're not afraid to spend years working on something before it actually feels right. 
And we've done that with like, like pocket knives and stuff designs. Like these ideas have started, I mean, almost four years ago on more, some of more the things four, that we, yeah. we've worked on. And it's just like, I can't even count the iterations of prototypes and samples. And it's just like, I like it, but I don't love it. And so until we all love it, it's not going to see the light of day. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it just has to be something that we are fired up about mm-hmm. because when we're fired up about it, then it feels right. Yeah. We have a product on Kickstarter created like nine years ago and yeah. we're about to launch. And at last minute, we're like, mm-hmm. still feel right. It's still sitting in our yeah, Kickstarter profile. It's still there. Nine years. <laughs> yeah. It's still there. Yeah. And Joe was looking, he's like, man, look at this. He's like, we look like babies. Uh-huh. Come over here and look at this project. I'm oh, like, yeah. yeah, it's still there. Like the video was done. The page was done. Everything it was, was ready just to hit. It was already approved. It was just like published. And we yeah. just, we just like, nope, not ready. Doesn't feel yeah, right. It doesn't feel right. Let's yeah. move to the next one. Yeah. Yep. Wow. <laughs> You guys have got some uh, a lot of patience. I mean, for people to be able to do customer service for seven years on their own and deal with customers, I think I have no doubt that you could wait a long time to launch a Kickstarter if it's not <laughs> right, for sure. Um, out of all of your products, what is the one that is always with you? Oh, it's going to be different, but uh, I would say... Uh, I switch it out. Yeah. it's well, this, the, the one staple is the TBT slide. All right. We got it. Okay. Everybody... Oh. Oh, 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 speaking of projects from the last five years. (laughs) Yeah. What Joe just showed, we talked about my very first day and it has not been released yet. So, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Back to 2018, I think. So, okay. Definitely a slow burn. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta be right. Okay. And just watch. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The watch, we all have, we all wear the watches. Yeah. And it's just out of, from a design standpoint, it's like we made the watch that we wanted. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it. I love looking at it. No yeah. 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 <laughs> There's no focus group. There's no like, well, what would what do we think would sell better? What no, it's like, no, let's make a watch yeah. that we're like, that's what I would buy yeah. personally. Like that's what I want. Yeah. And that's where most yeah. of our ideas, why it looks the way our product line looks, because it's like, no, that's how we want it to look. Mm-hmm. We're not concerned about like too concerned about like a focus group or, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. like we take feedback, but it doesn't mean that it's going to be instantly applied. It may be mm-hmm. considered for a different version or a different series, but yeah, yeah there's certain things. It's just the beauty of, you know, what we do is it's like, well, we can, we can just make things that we love yeah, and make the toys we like. Yeah. yeah. Make what like we like. Yeah. 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 And it'll be great. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot more fun that way. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, what is most important for you during the design phase, practical or minimal? I think they're both the same. Because if something's oh, overdeveloped, that. <laughs> if something is overdeveloped and overdone, then it's not practical anymore. So minimal true, true. makes it practical in a way. So true. yeah, I guess just letting the product hit the mark, I think, you know, whether it's a big bulky item or a small item, I think as long as it's functional and does its job well, I think they'll, you know, it makes it practical. So that was a clever answer. Yeah, thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is your favorite pen refill? Favorite pen refill? Uh, a lot of, for me personally, it's just what comes in the yeah. refills. And that's why we picked it. Yeah. Yep. Specifically, uh, Schmidt P900. That's my favorite. I like the 900 and the 950. Okay. One. So, yeah, I like the, the Jelly on the, oh, the Schneider. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
So it's it's just all preference. And that's what I mean, that's that's why we design the pins the way we, we do, because yeah. it's like, no, you're wrong. I like this refill. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, well, that's fine. You're wrong. I like the other yeah. refill. And they all play well together. So yeah. it's, they all work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would there ever be a multi-use titanium wallet in the future, one that is capable of holding cash cards and still be slim? Wallet. We've we've gone back and forth on yeah. wallets a lot. Yeah, we have a general idea. Yep. We yep. want to go. The design still in works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have we have to see it's gonna work on that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's one of those slow burn products. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the answer to that is maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if we love it, it will be released. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Yeah. But- I'd love to know what a fast burn, a fast burn project. Like, so if you guys all agree on a concept, how quickly could you get that to market? Uh, I mean, I think the fastest one I've seen is the pry bar. Uh, generally, came from me making a joke to Joe one afternoon. He was like, "Hey, we need to we need to stock up our mini pry bar." I'm like, "Hey, go ahead and order the full size while we're at it." He's like, "Let's <laughs> let's draw one up." And about ten minutes later, we had a rough sketch, and the next day, I think we had a 3D model. So mm-hmm. we had, we made like two wow. little tweaks, checked another 3D model out on it, ran a production sample. We're like, sweet, let's do it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think that so, was like idea to model. ready, ready 24 hours. I'm so, talking about like product ready. Oh yeah. What? Like four months? No, no. Oh, like Three ready months. to ship. Yeah. Oh yeah. About yeah, four months. Yeah. 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 It's about as fast as you can do it. So yeah. Yeah. Um, That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, it was a simple yeah. product. Obviously it's a pry bar, but we took our spin on it. We, you know, we made some tweaks, we adjusted the size, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, but it really, really well received back in stock very soon. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I have sales background. So. <laughs> uh, do you guys have an Apple watch strap in the works? No, no. We have uh, uh, big eye design watch yeah. straps in the works. Yep. Yeah. yeah, we're we're, we're <laughs> okay. very analog watch. Yeah, guys, we're we're kind of old souls for the most part. So yeah, I have an Apple Watch that lives in a drawer. So uh, uh, do do you? Uh, where does the inspiration for your products come from? Do you try to solve daily issues you face yourself, or do you try to follow trends? I think I know what the answer will be. Oh, it's it's definitely not a trend thing. Like we don't we don't pull for ideas, or we don't. You know, like it's really just a conversation among friends of, you know, hey, I had this idea last night. What do you think about it? And then we kind of work through that creative friction that will come up through those designs and then play devil's advocate to help strengthen the idea. And if it's something that we all feel like, yeah, that's really cool. That's getting us excited. The market needs that. Like we want that. There's a void and that fits it perfectly then it usually gets pushed into the next stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But there's not like a, oh, you know what's cool? Like green. The color green is cool it right is now. Cool. I like the color green. I, I, I'm not, yeah, I'm not picking on green. I like green. <laughs> I'm just saying as a general thing, it's just like we don't, we don't really look at the trends and be like, you know what, this is it. If we see something that's cool and we're like, hey, that's something, we like that. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll take, take that inspiration from trends, but yeah. we're not necessarily chasing trends. We'll yes. say that. So. Yeah, we'll take elements from the trends. Yeah. But, like, oh, that's cool. I hadn't seen that before. Yeah. yeah. That's that to me is like day trading. It's like oh, good, yeah. good luck. <laughs> good luck. Yeah. Cool. I mean, by the time you're ready for production, you've bought, you've missed it, right? Yeah. So uh-huh. yeah. So I think I think timeless is our approach. Yeah. yeah. It's like modern meets timeless is a great way to what I like to say about our products. So they won't really ever go out of style, but they're, you know, they also don't look super old and outdated either. So, mm-hmm. 
like it. Um, so a, a couple more like specific questions. I know there'll be people like listening. Going, Why haven't you asked my question? So just a couple more, if that's all right. Yep. Um, have you got any new screwdriver designs coming? I would love to find a simple one where you can just store all the bits inside with a cap on top. Have you checked our bit bar in line, Max? Yeah. <laughs> we launched one just recently. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Right. So <laughs> yeah. link link below. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. We, we do like we do like screwdrivers, and we're always developing new variations of them for yeah. sure. That's a fun playground. Yeah. You can make really yeah. unique stuff. So. Yeah, the Inline Max is my favorite screwdriver tool. Like not just from what we made, but overall, mm-hmm. it works great. It's very simple. It's like as minimal as you can get. Yeah, but it works phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. but you're carrying ten bits inside of it, and it's like the size of a pen. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's always in my motorcycle side pouch. So, <laughs> yep. yeah, yeah. Um, uh, have you ever thought of using a wooden barrel for the bolt action pens? As the body, you mean? Uh, probably i'm probably. gonna i'm gonna assume so i would i would say we not really not no. really no we're not really like a wood-based company yeah yeah titanium yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course the physical tool we've done wooden yeah. boxes for things mm-hmm. but yeah. our watches come in a wooden box special edition yeah. stuff yeah sometimes comes in a wooden box yeah. so mm-hmm. i don't I could be yeah, probably not i think is the correct answer yeah, yeah. yeah. okay yeah, i don't okay. i don't see that cool. on any future horizon now uh, what, what would you say, this is my question now, just to kind of, I guess, wrap things up. What is your vision for the brand for the next few years? If you can look as far ahead, I mean, people ask me for like five years, I think five years boggles my mind. So probably two years is as long as I can look in the future. Um, what is your vision and how much has that changed from the vision at the beginning? Um, I would say part of that's already in motion. Like Brantley said, we try and think ahead as far as like where we're going instead of just kind of like getting to a spot and say what's next. So like part of that's already in motion with, as Joe alluded to and mentioned the local CNC shop that's owned and operated by us. So to take more of the designs and then have like a U.S. offering of those designs for people that are wanting something more on the special edition side of our product offering that's where we're going for sure. As far as, as a company, I think that just naturally will scale with people that are in, are great to work with and have a good time wanting to come to work and not feel like they're you know tied into some corporate structure, mm-hmm. you know, cause yeah. that, that's the great thing is the more that we can continue <laughs> in the future, having people join along with us that are not, they're self-managing people is what I'm trying to get at. So, I mean, we hire self-managing people that we all know what we have to get done and we have a great time doing it. Mm-hmm. We work hard and play hard. Yeah. 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 And yeah. so then it lets everyone excel yeah. really well at what they're good at mm-hmm. instead of having to go back and check on, mm-hmm. see if they're doing a yeah. good job. Yeah. yeah. So. yeah we, we, our whole team kind of functions very collaboratively. So like even we're, we're opening a, we're getting a brand new office that's being renovated right now. And when we were in the design phase of the office, it's just they were like, okay, well, where do you want to put the office wall? Like, where, we're like, no, 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 no just no, we no. want like a wide open room. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it's 10,000 square feet of wide open except for bathrooms. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so we like to work like, I mean, all of us are just in one big office, you know, where we can just spin around our chair and be like, hey, you know, hey, can you help me with this? Like, so it's very collaborative, very, you know, back and forth. Like, 
Yep. If one of the guys has a tech question that a customer is asking that they don't know, it's like the three of us are sitting right there. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, there, there's no separate co-founder offices. There's no separate, <laughs> no. like, because we've always felt strong that like, we're all a team together. Mm-hmm. We're going to be accessible together. Yeah. And so it's like, I mean, yeah, everybody gets all the secrets. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 it looks very chaotic from outside, but we love it. <laughs> yeah. 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 It works it for works. us. So yeah. It takes, um, it takes a lot of the stress and the unknown out, which yeah. is great. So. And product-wise, I would say anything that's EDC-related that can make a different impact in people's lives. Like we're looking into backpacks. Um, mm-hmm. We're mm-hmm. looking to try items yep. that belongs to the EDC category that mm-hmm. we might venture into in the future. Yep. So. yep. Awesome. Yeah, I feel like you guys are going to get a, like, an influx of uh, of job applications tomorrow. Like, I'm, I'm <laughs> I mean, hey, something cool comes from it. That's great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm tempted to apply. It sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> hey, and Tennessee is beautiful. So, yeah, we're in a beautiful area. Chattanooga is <laughs> Yeah, Chattanooga is awesome. Awesome. Look, thanks so much, guys, for all three of you sparing the time, particularly when you've had this huge delivery today. So I'm glad you prioritized the podcast. Really appreciate you you sparing the time to come and answer my questions, but then the audience's questions. So yeah, really appreciate you guys are doing something super unique. And really, I think the word that was coming through a lot when you guys were talking was just authentic. Um, And I think when something's really authentic, it's just something that people really buy into. So um, props to everything you're doing and continue to do. And uh, yeah, we just take, as I said at the beginning, we take a lot of inspiration from that ourselves. So thank you so much for coming on. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. It's been fun. Yeah, it's been been great. Thank you. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening really means the world to us. And if you would like to show us any extra support so we can keep this podcast going, please follow, subscribe. And if you have any extra time, leave us a review. It really would mean the world to us. Thank you so much.